Dan, since we had such an outpouring love for Buffy the Vampire Slayer when we made a call out for guest clips, that we just felt like we couldn't leave anyone out of what we wanted to do. So we decided that we created a little mini episode and took all the clips that everyone sent to us so that everyone can share their love of Buffy and we can share with our fans that love as well. Dead. I may be dead, but I'm still pretty. Which is more than I can say for you. Hi, my name is Birgit Halvorsen. The most important thing that I think I've learned from Buffy is probably something about sincerity because Buffy is a very funny and very clever show that plays around with genre and convention and expectation but it can also be a very emotionally powerful show you know like in episodes like The Body and Forever and Prophecy Girl Becoming and so forth Um, and I think that one of my favorite moments from the show is in Intervention when Buffy believe that she has lost the ability to express her feelings and so she goes to Dawn and tells Dawn that she loves her over and over again until Dawn asks Buffy to stop being weird to which Buffy replies that weird love is better than no love (laughs) Um, and I think that for all of us you know jaded uh, postmodern millennials um, who only knows how to ironize um, that kind of message is very helpful you know that sometimes uh, being earnest is better than being cool or clever no one is judging you it's understandable Spike is strong and mysterious and sort of compact but well-muscled. I am not having sex with Spike, but I'm starting to think that you might be. Hi, my name's Jessica Scott. I'm a horror writer for places like Nightmarish Conjurings, Film Cred, and my own blog, We Who Walk Here. The best place to find me is on Twitter at We Who Walk Here, so please come say hi. I was 13 when Buffy the Vampire Slayer premiered, but I didn't start watching it until I was in my 30s. I already knew most of the major spoilers, including the fact that Willow was queer. So when I saw Doppelgangland, I knew the significance of the moment when our Willow met Vamp Willow and told Buffy, I think I'm kind of gay. When Buffy assures her that vampire personalities have nothing to do with their human personalities, and Angel interjects with a, well, actually, I felt very seen. I spent the first 32 years of my life thinking I was straight, despite many, many signs to the contrary, and seeing Willow live through one of those moments that I knew would make total sense to her in hindsight felt really validating. You don't always know right away that you're queer. It can take years and years of figuring things out and working through compulsory heterosexuality to understand your sexuality and your identity, and knowing that someone like Willow, someone who is so smart and so strong, didn't have everything figured out from day one let me know that it was okay that I didn't know that I was queer until a little later in life. 
I look back now and think, how did I not know? But you just have to figure things out on your own time. And Willow let me know that that was okay and that that was a normal experience for queer people. When Willow comes out to Buffy in New Moon Rising, she's still figuring things out, but she's happy and okay with that journey. And despite the bisexual erasure in the show, that's a really comforting, validating idea that you're queer enough just as you are, even if you don't have all the answers yet, or if it takes you a long time to figure out the answers. Um, I know that I would have loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer as a kid, and a part of me will always regret not growing up with it like so many of my friends did. Just like a part of me will always regret not figuring out earlier that I was and am a queer woman. But the important thing is that I did figure it out. I found the show at the right time to help me understand that it's okay to come into your sexuality later in life, and I'll always be grateful for that. So thank you, Willow, and thank you, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We have to face it. You can't handle Tara being my girlfriend. No! It was bad before that, since you tuned off to college and forgot about me. Just left me in the basement to Tara's your girlfriend? Bloody hell. So my name is Mel. Um, I started uh, with Buffy when I was about 15. Um, I think it was one of those things that I only discovered because uh, my parents made the huge mistake to give me their old TV because I was the oldest. And then I started uh, getting into horror movies and uh, all kinds of TV shows at that time. Um, I was quite an unconventional child, at least per the time standards. Um, because I grew up with two brothers, I was very much was considered a tomboy, which I don't really like the term, but it's what it is. Uh, my mother was not a big fan of me being not overly feminine, or at least the cliche feminine. Um, but I was very resourceful and very creative in everything that I did, um, making you know all kinds of stuff of wood, grass, and whatever the hell I would find because I, I grew up in the country. Um, and I went to an all-girls school where I wasn't really accepted. Um, and then I, I moved into the mainstream and I discovered Buffy around that time. Um, in the TV series I'd watched before that, I couldn't really relate to any of the, the female characters that much because there wasn't really a lead anywhere that was really you know, kicking butt on their own. I mean, except if you can't Wonder Woman way back when. So um, when Buffy kicked in with that petite blonde who had awesome sass and could you know, save the world and do everything, but at the same time be such a, an amazing, flawed character with, like, her qualities, but also the mistakes she made and that she owed them to them and, you know, kept going. That was awesome. In France, it was a part of a trilogy of TV series. And for me, it was great because I didn't have a lot of friends because I was not, like, you know, the cliche girl. Um, and so I would just stay in on Saturdays and watch Buffy. Um, I collected all the clippings I could find in magazines. It ended up being four folders full with loads of plastic pockets. Um, I was that into it and that paranoid that I was like not going to have my Buffy fix sometimes. That um, I took some of the folders with me to my Crete holiday and I even used it to uh, block off the advances of a, a guy that I didn't want to get close to. So it's quite funny. And I um, remember recording two episodes of Buffy on my... Um, on tape um, but on like actual cassette tape um, that I actually recorded using my brother's Fisher-Price microphone because that's all I had and you had to press it forever and it was Inca Mummy Girl and Reptile Boy um, and I remember as well um, I had to be operated from my appendix uh, because it was inflamed and I remember uh, asking for them to push the operation from the Saturday night to the Sunday morning so I could watch one last episode of Buffy I figured if I'm gonna die at least I get to do that one last time. <laughs> and now it's more of a, 
Buffy keeps going as in I'm trying to meet the actors at Comic-Cons. Uh, I've met Spike, I've met uh, Nicholas Brendan, Amber Benson, Anya, and uh, my highlight is as, almost as soon as I moved to Canada, I, um, I met Giles, and he was um, such a sweet man. So, yeah, loved it. I've pretty much tried to keep you know, up with their careers um, and meet them and talk to them. And uh, it's kind of a guiding force, I guess, in my life. It's just... The whole what would Buffy do thing is like you always think about what you can do, um, you know, better, what you can do to save things, to improve other people's lives. And um, yeah, she's definitely someone that's marked my entire life. And I uh, I have to give uh, Joss Whedon a lot of credit for finally putting on TV and in the mainstream a girl that I, I found myself close to in, uh, in many ways. Acts on, on pure instinct. No conscience, uh, predatory and, and aggressive. In other words, your typical male. On behalf of my gender, hey. Yes, let's not jump to any conclusions. I didn't jump. I took a tiny step and their conclusions were. Hi, my name's Kat Humphreys and I'm just finishing up my master's degree in fantasy literature at the University of Glasgow. Yes, you heard that right. A master's degree in fantasy literature. It's awesome. Check it out. My final challenge is to finish off my dissertation, which is on, you guessed it, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So how has Buffy changed my life? Well, I'll tell you how my dissertation starts. My earliest memory of Buffy the Vampire Slayer is of sitting at the dining room table at my uncle's house, a tiny television screen playing in the kitchen just within my field of view. My recollection is a little hazy, but I know there was Halloween costumes and a big house, which leads me to believe it was the season four episode Fear Itself. I was entranced, so much so that I wasn't eating my dinner, and once that was noticed by the adults, the television was promptly turned off. But that first brief impression stuck with me. I was intrigued by a show that was both funny and scary, that felt a bit silly and also somehow grown up, and that featured girls fighting the bad guys for a change. My love of Buffy has influenced so much of the media I consume, and being able to write about it in my master's degree is amazing. Buffy Studies has done so much for validating the consideration of pop culture and genre television in academia, and so many amazing scholars have contributed and continue to contribute to the field. My dissertation also considers Supernatural and Grimm, specifically how their portrayal of the Monster Hunter hero was impacted by what Buffy did first. If it weren't for Buffy and the whole culture around it, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be getting to write a 15,000 word dissertation about my favourite TV shows. For more ramblings about Buffy, Supernatural, Grimm and more, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at so much underscore cat or visit my blog at so muchcat.com and that's cat with a K, K-A-T. Thanks. Hey, Buff. Need a hand? No, thanks. I'm good. Hey Spinsters, my name is Christine. I'm from New York State and this is my Buffy story. I don't know how old I was when I first saw Buffy the Vampire Slayer the movie, but I was young enough that I was still carrying around a baby doll. Kind of a funny story, the VHS tape that I used to rent from our local blockbuster was actually missing the first few seconds or so of the actual movie, so I kind of get a little bit of a giggle whenever I watch it on DVD now, just because I'm still not used to seeing that footage. Uh, when Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the series premiered, I was 12 years old and I was actually kind of skeptical at first. It's because I loved the movie so much. I just didn't think a series was going to be able to measure up. And then I ended up catching 
never kill a boy on the first date when I was staying at my cousin's house. And we only got about halfway through before we ended up losing power because of a snowstorm. And I was just hooked after that. So I started recording every episode on VHS. I watched it religiously. I tried to do my hair like hers. I was just... I was truly obsessed with Buffy as a preteen and going into being a full-fledged teenager. Buffy came along at a time where I really needed a strong female role model. I come from an incredibly toxic family that just never supported my interests and made me feel like that I was just some kind of a burden. And so I tend to stay away from them especially when growing up. So who do you look up to? You look up to your idols. And for me, that was Buffy. As of late, I've been thinking a lot about season five. And that's going to sound a little weird. But specifically, I've been thinking about when the council tries to come back and they make it out that Buffy and Giles have to almost audition to be part of them again in order for them to give them information about Glory. And they go through all of their trials and everything, but by the end of it, Buffy is reminding them that they don't have the power. They are not the ones in charge. She is the slayer, and they can work together, or she can go along with the Scooby gang and they can be left in the dark like they have been. But bottom line is they don't have a purpose without her. And also that Buffy is told throughout the series by Giles, by other slayers, by the council, and even by vampires that she is different. And one of the things that made Buffy different, aside from the fact that she worked as a unit with the Scooby gang, but she also didn't always do what she was told. She thought for herself and she went on her instinct rather than waiting on instruction. And I think that's just such a positive message to convey to just people, not even just girls, that there's a time to do when you're told and then there is a time to think for yourself. I don't really have anything to plug. Um, I can be found on Twitter at Valkyrie Silva or Instagram at I Speak Owl. I just want to thank you guys for letting the fans tell their Buffy stories. Uh, It really is an awesome show. I still recommend it to anybody that's never seen it before. Although there are some jokes that are definitely dated and would not fly today, uh, there are just certain messages that still ring very true for today's audience. So thank you again and take care. This is beyond insolence. I'm fairly certain I said no interruptions. Hi, my name's Zoe, more commonly known as Sobo from Sobo with a Shotgun, and I'm very excited to be telling you why I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer for the spinsters of horror. So the reason I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer so much is that it was such an influential show on me when I was younger. It was, I must say, it was probably the only thing that I was watching for a good period of my life. Um, And I think, you know, she was a character that really influenced the person I've come to be today. Also, she influenced my love of horror. I think what I loved the most about Buffy as a character was that she had this feminine, beautiful, fashionable side to her as a young woman, but she was also this badass chick that fought monsters, that was 
you know, always herself. She didn't hold back on what she wanted to say. And I think when I was growing up, that was just so important to me to see that when it came to horror and when it came to TV and film, you could have these strong female characters that, yes, would still wear pink, girly dresses, but at the same time, gets to the evening, dons a pair of leather trousers and goes out and slaughters the shit out of monsters. And I just found that incredible. Um, I mean, I was super obsessed with Buffy, so much so that me and my friends, we used to play Buffy Vampire Slayer together. Of course, I was always Buffy, wouldn't let anyone else be Buffy. Um, and it even got to a point, I was so obsessed that my dad made me my own steak, which I used to carry around in a handbag. Um, I did get told off a couple of times. For instance, when we're on holiday, I pulled out my steak. I, I was just playing, but I pulled out my steak. Um, and apparently that was super inappropriate to do is just, you know, wander around and randomly pull out your steak. But for me, it was a, it was a symbolism of who I was that I I, yes, I could be a female. Yes, I could be girly. But at the same time, there was this strong, powerful sense behind me. And I think I don't think without Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I would have felt quite that way. Um, and I guess in terms of the TV show, what can you fault about Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Let's be honest. It has everything you want in there. Yes, it has monsters. It has zombies. It has ghouls. It has werewolves. It has everybody part of horror packed into it but it also has an emotional and a personal side to it we see Buffy go through so many different stages of her life and I think it's really easy to identify with her as a person as a female and as a woman it's such an important piece of tv as a as a woman in horror I think it's it's an essential piece of viewing and yeah, like I said, I don't think I would be who I am today or where I am today without Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I think anyone else probably also feels the same. So that's my story. Uh, in terms of, you know, who I am, where you can find me, you find me on Twitter and all social media, Zobo with a Shotgun. Um, I also have a podcast, I have a YouTube channel and I have a website with a team of awesome writers led by mainly females again strong females in horror my favorite topic and yeah i just want to say a big thank you to spinsters of horror for letting me um tell my buffy story and i hope that you will continue to listen to their amazing podcast who are you i'm buffy the vampire slayer and you are <laughs> Anyone who's not having fun here, follow me. Hi Jess and Kelly, thank you so much for allowing me to gush about Buffy for a few minutes. I'm Carrie Hartzell, I write horror recipes for Nightmare on Film Street as well as my own site Witchy Kitchen. So Buffy, I watched it sporadically when it was first on, definitely aging myself, I'm the same age as they are on the show, so I was right along with them going through high school and college. Um, I mostly identified with Willow because I have a really similar personality. This is definitely one of those shows I draw strength from and I find myself re-watching whenever I'm going through a tough time. However, what I wanted to talk about is that it has become a whole different experience watching Buffy with my daughter. In every generation, a Buffy-obsessed girl is born, and in this one is my 12-year-old daughter, Zoya. 
In many ways, we're very similar. She has my same sweet and goofy personality. She's witchy, she's artsy and creative, and she really latched onto Willow as well. However, unlike me, she's super gay. <laughs> she told me when she was 10, um, and I was very accepting, of course, but I kind of let her take her time and lead the way of how she wanted to express and explore it. Um, she was pretty quiet about it that year, kind of apprehensive, but then Pride Month this year. She's making rainbow beaded bracelets. She's watching cottagecore TikTok videos. Um, she's telling all her family and friends she's so proud of who she is, and I'm so proud of who she's becoming. This is actually very timely um, because we just started watching Buffy in quarantine and so far she has loved it. Um, she loves the quirky humor, she's super invested in the characters, and she didn't know a whole lot going in, but she did know that Willow is, you know, or ends up being gay. Um, so after every episode, the first three seasons, wow, that was great, but um, when does she get a girlfriend? <laughs> now we're in the middle of season five. So there's a lot of big, heavy episodes coming that we haven't gotten to yet. But right now, she's so in love with Willow and Tara. She loves how sweet they are with each other. She's in awe when they do spells together. The scene of the bronze when they're dancing and floating off the ground. She loves it all. Um, I've always loved the Willow and Tara relationship, but right now, I'm really seeing it through new eyes. I liked how you talked about it on your podcast that Buffy was different than a lot of shows at the time, and even now, because it has LGBT characters, but they're pre presented in a way that this isn't something to be ashamed of, this is something to celebrate. Um, it's something you found out about yourself, and in a way you can be more yourself. And watching Willow discover that in the show and blossom and grow, she seems more confident, more self-assured, and that's exactly what I've seen in Zoya this year, and I really appreciate that she can see herself in that character. So I asked Zoya if she wanted to record with me. She said, no, I hate my voice. Um, <laughs> but if you want a quote from me, well, I should have gotten her own show instead of Angel. <laughs> okay, thanks so much, ladies, for letting me share, and I can't wait to hear more. Do I have to fight to keep you? Because I'm not large with the butch. I'm just not used to that. They, they were really looking at me? And you can't imagine what they see in you. I know exactly what they see in me. You. Hi, everyone out there in horror land. My name is Christine Olson, and I'm here to talk about my life as a diehard Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. Anyways, it all started back in the 90s, and of course, I was a Beverly Hills 90210 fan. And although I wasn't old enough to know exactly what all of the episodes were about, I did have an older sister who religiously watched it, and I was her trusted little annoying sidekick. And I still remember Brenda and Dylan having consensual teenage sex in the back of his car to Losing My Religion by R.E.M. Oh. Now, this intro does have a point. Dylan was played by the late and great Luke Perry, who was also in the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. And of course, I lined up accompanied by my best friend, Big Sis, to see the movie in the theaters. And I was hooked. Sexy teenage vampire slaying bliss. Hollywood sank its teeth into little young, under age 10, going on 21, Christine. Now, fast forward to a few years later, I was older. 
in the beginning of my hormonal prime, grade seven, I believe, 1997, Buffy the Vampire Slayer was turned into a TV series, and I was finally old enough to understand all of the raunchy humor and have those tingly feelings about the weekly heartthrob hunky young flesh debuts. And then there was Angel. Oh, God, I just loved that sensitive vampire. The Slayer couldn't kill even if her life and all of Sunnydale depended on it. I believed I was Buffy. We shared the same interest in clothes, food, music, and undead boys. And I was weirdly obsessed with Los Angeles, Buffy's hometown, all the way back from when I watched 90210. And now, in 2020, this little girl from Toronto, Canada, lives and breathes in Los Angeles, California. And let me tell you, it's nothing and everything like the TV and movies painted it to be. Buffy embodied fierce, independent, fashion-forward bad girl power. She was witty and pretty and packed a punch. Her friends were just like my friends, the outcasts. The quote-unquote loser nerds. And I was the fat kid who could sing. But in Buffy, I found my inner teenage sex appeal. I found my safe place to let my freak flag wave. And let's not forget about the cool punk alternative theme song that I was singing at the beginning of this little blurb. Needless to say, I was so utterly influenced by the entire culture that Buffy the Vampire Slayer provided to all of the little outcast girls who loved horror movies and miniskirts. She taught me how to be sassy. She taught me how to love my friends and read my books and that it's cool to be weird. Heck, I even watched the old episodes on Netflix to this very day, along with Beverly Hills 90210, and I reminisce about my adolescence, and my husband laughs at me and indulges in my little guilty pleasure, and it's become a form of date night. He's my very own sexy, very handsome vampire that I dreamed up from all of my years of watching American teen trash TV, and I love him. And I am the Slayer. (laughs) Good night, everyone. (laughs) You can listen to my music online at SoundCloud and YouTube. Check out my website for all of the links. www.christineolsonmusic.com That's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-O-L-S-E-N music.com I am also a part of an audition process for the new horror host for Shockfest TV, the longest-running horror film festival here in Los Angeles, California. I play a southern vampire, Estelle Hales-Bale, ironically enough. Uh, Follow them on Facebook, Shockfest on Facebook. They will be announcing the winner in early September. And uh, thank you to the spinsters of horror for plugging my vampire host endeavors and for allowing me to share a little bit of my childhood with all of you today. Once again, thank you so much. I'm Christine Olsen, crazy diehard Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan, and have a great day. Stay safe out there. Say goodnight, bitch. Goodnight, bitch. Uh, so, hey, my name's Andy. I'm Alyssa. And we're the co-hosts of Say Podcast and Die, a podcast where two queers sit in a closet and talk about goosebumps. That's right. 
but today we're here to talk to you about a different 90s franchise. Yeah, so I have only ever watched a few episodes of Buffy, but Buffy is really important to Andy. So, Andy, why don't you take it away and talk about why you love Buffy? Sure. So I didn't encounter Buffy till college. The reason I encountered Buffy at all was because I was starting to explore my queerness and it had a queer character. I was consuming I was consuming every single piece of media I could find that had lesbian or bisexual women in it. And Buffy was one of the few that didn't revolve around team sports. <laughs> and I think, Alyssa, this is something you shared, not revolving around team sports. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. Which is a big problem for... Uh, teen media. Well, teen media and also lesbian movies from the 90s or oh. earlier. It's often, yeah. you know, personal best or yeah. whatever. Um, and so Willow was a dream for me because she was a nerd, she was awkward, uh, and she was queer. The other thing that I really liked about Willow was that she has a very fluid element to her queerness. So I was never someone who knew immediately from birth oh, I'm attracted to women only, or oh, I know for sure that I'm a woman, or oh, I know for sure that I'm genderqueer, which is now how I identify. Um, at the time in college when I was first listening to Buffy, I identified as a woman, now I identify as non-binary. And Willow, similarly, she starts out dating Oz, a guy, and then later she falls in love with Tara, and there's no contradiction. She says, oh, gay now, you know, sometimes she'll, she'll self-describe as, but there's no sense that having been in a relationship with a man means you can't identify as a lesbian, nor does identifying as a lesbian mean that your past relationships with men are somehow invalid. And I love that fluidity around Willow's character. And what about around the show as a whole? Well, the other great thing about Buffy is that the fact that the show had this central queer character and the fact that there are so few things out there, or were so few things out there with good queer characters, yeah. um, means that everyone in the queer community basically knew something about Buffy, <laughs> and especially the people I was trying to date knew something about Buffy, the women I was trying to date. And most importantly. Most importantly. And so it was something that we could do together. A bunch of the queer kids at my undergrad, we got together and we'd watch the Buffy series together and we'd talk about it, and um, it was a way of creating our communities and not having to necessarily go to a bar or join a sports team, God forbid, to, to do so. Yeah, is, I don't know. You've been watching a little Buffy. Do you have anything to add? Um, I mean, not really. I, I, uh, I've watched some of the episodes that you've curated for me, and I can see those dynamics and how, um, particularly in that era, it would have been really exciting and really fresh and new and, and also important to just be able to see. Um, that was something that I think we all, a lot of queer kids felt really starved for in the 90s, and so it's really great that it existed. Yeah, I feel like sharing it with you is a little bit of a way of sharing my own sense of my queerness. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for asking us to share our thoughts, and uh, we love your podcast. Thank you so much. Yeah. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at SayPodAndDie, and you can email us at SayPodAndDie at gmail.com. And our podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. Ooh. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay. I'm cookie dough. I'm not done baking. I'm not finished becoming to whoever the hell it is I'm going to turn out to be. I make it through this and the next thing and the next thing and maybe one day I 
turn around and realize I'm ready. I'm cookies. And then, you know, if I want someone to eat or enjoy warm, delicious cookie me, then that's fine. That'll be then, when I'm done. Thank you to everyone that contributed to our Buffy tribute mini-sode. We hope you all enjoyed it as much as we did. We loved hearing your stories. We loved hearing your thoughts. We love hearing Buffy love, essentially, and the, the love for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, whether it's the woman, the different characters, or the show itself, is universal. It's astounding. It's awe-inspiring. And again, we thank you all, and we'll see you next time.